Thanks for tuning in to Timberlake's Message Podcast. Taking your next right step doesn't have to be live on the weekend. It can be right now. So whether you're checking this message out for the first time or you're just looking for a weekday refresher, we hope you can apply to your life these practical teachings and through that, come closer to God. To find your next right step, check out the connection card at timberlakechurch.com slash connection card or find it on the Timberlake Church app. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning. Welcome to everyone here. Welcome to those uh, watching in our other locations uh, online. Can we welcome our church family? Can we do that? We are one church in many locations, but we are united in an authentic pursuit of Jesus Christ. I'm Ben, I'm the lead pastor. If I haven't gotten the opportunity uh, to meet you, we are closing out a series today called I Have Always Wondered. Uh, And so if you don't like today's message, hey, we can try something else next week together. Uh, And uh, people say, hey, are you gonna get all the questions? And there, obviously I couldn't get to all the questions. You know, people ask me like, when are you gonna talk about, you know, heaven and hell? I said, don't worry, we'll get to that in the marriage series. Uh, and uh, Yeah, because it's sort of both, right? Uh, sometimes. Anyway, uh, if you're new around here and you're not used to laughing at church, you're going to hate it here. So uh, uh, we are going to study uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 is our primary text this morning. As we, we look at a question, and I was asked this uh, question in many ways about purpose, about what's going on here in the ministry, about how to connect and how to grow, and we're going to try to tackle all of that at once because they're all interconnected uh, as we move forward in our faith in Jesus Christ. And I got to tell you, if you're not a Jesus person, if this is your first time checking out church, uh, you took a step today simply by being here, and I hope it'll be one uh, that'll be valuable to you. Well, as we look at uh, authentic uh, community and growth, One of my favorite scriptures, uh, one of the first ones I heard, I wasn't a church person, I never went to church as a kid or or anything like that, uh, was 1 Thessalonians 2.8. And this is gonna be our key verse for today. It says, so we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very lives as well. See, there's so much in that passage. Uh, It's really about a community, about growth, about compassion and care. And and I know as I talk about, whenever I talk about church or growth, some of you ask the question or you're thinking, Ben is going to try to get me to do something. Uh, And that's right, I am. And hopefully it'll be God, but I'm not going to try to trick you. And and I've got to tell you, I'm super sensitive to that. Uh, because I was with a friend at a coffee shop uh, when it was sunny. Any of you remember those two days? Uh, Yeah, and so I was sitting outside, and uh, a guy comes up with this really cool-looking dog. And I love dogs. Many of you know uh, that my dog Jack went to be with Jesus. I don't know where your dog is, but the uh, anyway, so I was there, uh, and I miss a dog, not so much uh, to get another one, but uh, this guy comes up, and I oh man, this is a cool dog, uh, and uh, he brings the dog over, and he sa- uh, says, hey, will you watch my dog for a second? 
Uh, and I'm like, sure, no problem. And so he goes in, and I'm thinking he's going in uh, to get a cup of coffee. Evidently, he was going in to finish his doctoral dissertation. <laughs> because I'm waiting, and it's not one minute, 10, 20 minutes. I'm not kidding. I'm still taking care of this dog. This dog is jumping all over me. I'm rethinking my love for dogs at this point. Uh, finally, uh, he comes out, he gets the dog, and, and I kid you not, right at that moment, this uh, lady comes up, uh, and many of you know my, my youngest daughter just graduated from college and, you know, sort of missed my kids. So, so she comes up, and she has this baby in a baby carriage. I look at the baby, and I'm thinking, I'm not saying a word. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the reality is uh, when it comes to decisions, we don't want them to be made for us. We, we want to make our own decisions. And I would say there is no more important decision than that which you do uh, with Jesus. Well, how are you going to deal with Jesus? First Thessalonians is an interesting book of the Bible. And, and if, uh, in fact, my study of it uh, was so fascinating, I think I'm going to do a whole series this fall or maybe uh, in, in winter, next winter. Uh, it's a really incredible book of the Bible, and, and essentially, this is uh, the, the problem in this book of the Bible. You could go back to Acts chapter 17, where uh, the church was really founded. The Apostle Paul was preaching to a bunch of people in Thessalonica, and as he did, uh, some people said, hey, you're really challenging our primary loyalty. And, and they, they said that you're saying there's another king besides Caesar, and they were fundamentally right. Because it, your, your faith, it's really no faith at all unless it challenges our primary loyalties. Because Jesus will be many, thing in your life, many things in your life. He will be comforter, he will be redeemer, he will be friend, but he'll never be second. And so the question is, what, what is uh, where is he in our lives? One of the things I love about this book of the Bible is really, uh, it's mostly a book of affirmation. And we learn about what it means uh, to do a good job. I know that some of you, you were raised in a, in a religious environment. Uh, and I think in some ways, not coming from a religious background, uh, helped me to have a fresh look at faith. And you have this, you know, this bad idea uh, when it comes to faith. And so I hope to challenge some of those. Uh, you know, one of the things I love to do, because let's face it, we make lots of mistakes, is uh, just see, you know, some of the things that churches, you know how they have those reader board things at churches? Uh, those should be banned by everyone. Uh, but I was even looking at some church signs and how confusing they could be. Uh, look at this one. Run for your life international chapel. How many of you would want to go there? Or how about this? Stranger Baptist Church. Uh, yeah, they've been around for a lot. And this one, I, I, I would be careful how I would say this, Athol Baptist Church. Uh, and then finally, this one, I like this, Tarrant First Baptist, they didn't know anything about uh, really using commas or punctuation. It says, God holds each of us accountable for sin and will punish Pastor Larry Wilhite. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, it, it can be a lot of fun. It can, it, it can, be, it can be a little bit self-serving, though, uh, when we talk about church. It's sort of like uh, the Oscars. Uh, any of you watch the Oscars? Nope. Yeah, I think three people. 
nationally watch the Oscars. And, uh, so, uh, and they're all here today uh, and when they make a movie about movies. Uh, but I do want to uh, tell you a little bit. Uh, one of the opportunities I have is, is to work with church leaders uh, you know, locally around the country. And some of the things that I'm discovering but that impact your faith. And so I'm going to spend a little bit of time here. There's going to be a lot of points. Uh, don't worry, next week we'll be pointless. You'll, you'll, you'll be uh, great with that one. But here's some of the things that I've uh, discovered and really what's happening in church in America is that we've experienced the greatest disruption in church and spiritual life in our nation's history. There have been other things like the Great Depression, all of that. Even you think about this, the Spanish flu, uh, which had a one in three mortality rate. Imagine that. Not only the number of people got it, but a third of the people died from it. Uh, and that even had less disruption for church life. And, and why uh, is this important? Because it really affects how we connect with God. We were made to be in community. We also have, uh, obviously, uh, the, the election. That wasn't contentious at all, was it? Uh, even how government corporations deal with faith. So, so we've had this disruption. So if you feel off balance, it doesn't mean you're bad. It just means you're normal. And, and then second, as less people are currently attending physical church. So uh, when, when that happens, I, I know as you look around the room and you're saying, this doesn't look like less people, right? Uh, but uh, nationally, uh, there's a lot less people. On the West Coast, it's about 30% of former physical attendance. Uh, and uh, Warren Bird, who does a lot of research, says in about a year from now, it might be 80%. Now, we're at 50% or so of what our normal attendance is physically, and of course, so many of you uh, online like we've never seen before. Uh, number three, uh, the number of nuns is growing. Uh, now, when I say nun, don't think Sister Act 2. Uh, think uh, people who are like, uh, maybe you were part of a church and you're not, uh, maybe you felt like you never had faith in your life, that there's really no sense of God present in your life. Uh, here in our state, it's over 40%. Uh, and in that, I think that's actually a good thing in some senses. And here's why. Because number four, faithful Christians have become more faithful. That during this last year, uh, for people who were on the edge of saying, I'm really going to commit. People are more committed to Jesus. If you look at all the statistics of people involved in Bible study, people giving, people doing, you know, involved in missions, that we have had a, a surge of faithful Christians saying, you know what, it is for such a time as this. Right now, I'm going to go all in with Jesus. And maybe for you, you you're sort of like, hey, you know, I've sort of been there, and, and this is your moment. This is your time. Uh, another reality is that pe uh, people are coming back to different churches. Uh, now, we've, obviously, we've had less of this here uh, at Timberlake uh, than, than most have, but although we have had many people uh, move away, I know so many of you still watch us uh, online. We have about 3,000 devices uh, every weekend, people uh, looking online at the services. Uh, and that's okay. I would just say wherever you're at, if you're new around here, just, just say, I'm going to dive in. I'm not going to be a spectator. I'm going to be a participant. Also, online is real church. Uh, and, and this is something we did. Actually, we got some criticism. We had an online campus uh, a decade before COVID happened. 
uh, because people would travel and we didn't want you to be disconnected. But the seventh reality is this, is physical community is still uh, important. And so uh, whether you're saying, hey, I, I'm ready to come back to church, or I will when I'm vaccinated, or maybe you're uh, out there somewhere outside of the state of Washington, you want to be here, but you need to find some, some people who love Jesus and love you. Because there's some things that you should expect from being part of a Christian community. And it should impact your life with Jesus. Uh, we find this as we go through uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. We read this. It says, For you know that we dealt with you, uh, each of you, as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Uh, now, I want to look at that, what you should expect. If you're saying, hey, you know, I'm just new around here, what should you expect from a church? And there's some things that maybe you expect that aren't really that biblical uh, at all. The three things we find in this passage is encouragement. Uh, I remember when I first came to, to pastor at Timberlake, and uh, we were one church, one location, one service, and, and I, I, I went into this small group gathering, and one of the people there said, you know what, I really, I really need to grow, but I need you to really make me feel bad and guilty so I can grow. And I'm like, that is called dysfunctional. You don't need a pastor, you need a psychologist for that one. Uh, but literally, there's whole communities like that. that. That if I understand how much sin I have, then I'll grow. That doesn't happen that way. All that's going to happen is you're going to cover up your mistakes and your failures and your sin. And it will uh, metastasize in your life. We believe in a low shame level. Where you can come to the Savior who died on the cross. And, and it doesn't matter what you've done or what you've been. You can find forgiveness. And you can find encouragement in the Lord. Uh, King David, when he went into worship, it, 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 in the Psalms we read, he says, I was, I was happy, I was glad when I went to the house of the Lord. Not that I was sad or mad or anything like that. And we want you to be encouraged. But also, number two, there's comfort and care. Uh, that is important, that, that you are connected with other people. Often that happens in our groups, I'm so happy we have a great new care pastor who's on our team. One of the good things of COVID was uh, we felt sort of permission to call you. Many of you have been called at least two or three times we've checked in on you. Some of you have never given us your information and you're on your own. <laughs> uh, so uh, we hope that you will share that uh, someday with us. Uh, but the, uh, the reality is, is we were able to connect more deeply. Uh, a, a third one is biblical teaching, uh, and, and biblical teaching is important. Uh, now, again, you might come from a different kind of background, but we believe, like, like I, I love sharing my ideas, but no matter how awesome my ideas are, they don't change anyone's life. Uh, God's word, when we, when we look at that, that is life-changing, now, we don't believe there's a certain style to study the Bible. In fact, there's no style of preaching actually given in the Bible. Uh, sometimes we'll go through uh, a chapter of the Bible like we're doing starting next week and we just got through Romans 12. Sometimes it's topics informed by the scripture, but we believe that God really does have a plan for us. Well, what's your part? Now, this is a part where it's like, okay, this is good. These are all the things you need to do. I'm gonna tell you what you're not doing, Ben. 
Uh, but what's your part in growing, in you connecting with community and taking your next right step? The first thing is we need to practice real humility. In real humility, here's what it says in James 4.10. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. You know what sort of makes me angry uh, sometimes? Is when someone says, oh, that person, I'm just gonna humble them. You know that the Bible never calls you to humble another person? And in fact, you are actually sinning. That is a sin for you to try to do that. We're supposed to humble ourselves. Or sometimes if we don't pay attention, God will humble us. You know, that, I have a lot of things I struggle with. This is probably not one that I, I struggle with pride a lot. In fact, I was reminded, I, I went to a place. Any of you have like uh, spiritual places for you that you go visit, like you like to go to the mountains or someplace like that? Any of you have that? Yeah, I do too. So uh, this last week I was at Costco and uh, yeah, it reminds me of the abundance of God, you know what I mean? The God who provides so much, more than we can ask or even store in our refrigerator, you know? Uh, so I was at Costco, but I was in a little bit of a rush. And so I'm going into Costco, uh, and I grab my Costco card, which is also my credit card. I had some garbage in my car, and so I'm sort of grabbing them all in the, in the same time. Uh, got my mask, I'm going in, throw the garbage in, grab my cart, go into Costco, and uh, the person's like, hey, where's your card? And I'm like, where is my cart? And so I, I, I'm like, okay, I look at um, my pants, all like, and then I'm going to my car. Although I knew it wasn't in my car, I knew that when I threw that garbage away, I also threw away my Costco card. Now, it was a packed day at Costco. What I love is no matter how you feel about COVID, vaccinated, pre-vaccinated, scared to death, everyone intermingles at Costco together. Uh, for some reason, we all feel incredibly safe there. Uh, but uh, when we were uh, at Costco, when I was at Costco, there were all sorts of people, and I knew that if I went into the garbage can, uh, there were really three problems. The first problem was a lot of people had already put garbage on top of my garbage, and uh, a second problem was there were two garbage cans together. And then I'm like, okay, so what do I do? Just get another Costco card? Not a chance. So I open up the garbage can, and I start going through it. And there were things, I mean, there were things, and there were sinful things, like half-eaten Costco dogs. Uh, the, uh, and, and so I go through the garbage can, I can't find it, and I realized I have now dumpster-dived in the wrong garbage can. So now, a lot of gar I go back in there, and I'm in there, and I finally, I find my credit card. Uh, I blow on it, because evidently that takes care of the germs. Uh, and there's one, remember how I said there were three problems? One problem was all the garbage. Two, I didn't know what garbage can. The third is I didn't realize how uncomfortable it would make church members to see their pastor dumpster diving. Uh, I mean, I could just imagine the conversation. Hey, you really, you should go to Timberlake Church, you know. I, I really like my pastor. In fact, there he is right now. <laughs> so, uh, I finally, I went into Costco. You know how they have the Purell? I bathed in that. Uh, and I was thinking about, I was thinking about this situation, and I was thinking, you know what? I know what I did wrong. 
I wasn't focused. I wasn't paying attention. I, I, I was in too much of a rush. And I was thinking of how many times I have made those same mistakes and how much energy it's cost me. Have there been some things in your life where you say, I'm just angry? No, you're not. You may have a disposition, but you choose to lean into that or you choose to lean away from it. I'm not very spiritual. That's your choice. Jesus has done all the work for you. You can lean in. In fact, you know what I love is all, it says it takes a mustard seed of faith and he will, he will make you into a spiritual redwood. See, we give our, and the humble thing to do is saying, you know what, I've made some decisions in my past, but they are not gonna define me. James 3.13 says this, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. How do we get there? Number two is you need, we need to be authentically teachable. Now, here's, here's how you understand if you're teachable. If you are a receiver of information or if it leads to transformation. One of the things that I, I focused on in my life really in the last number of years is not so much learning new lessons, but saying, God, you know those lessons you've already taught me, those things where I've already struggled? God, could, could, could I allow the information to come in such a way that I start to really follow you? 2 John 1, 6 says this, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. One of the things we uh, talk about here at Timberlake is taking your next right step. You know what spiritual growth is? It's your next right step. You say, I, I, I don't know what it is. There's so many, but if you're not taking any, you're either moving forward in your faith or you're moving behind. None of us stays still. So what would that look like for you today? How we get there is number three, is to develop a bias towards action. Uh, Christianity is very interesting. If you're a student of world religion, you'll understand that most world religion is simply philosophy. It's not, it's, there's not really a historical or archeological element to it really whatsoever. Uh, Christianity is based in events, in places where you can visit that are recorded in history actually by people who were opposed to it. We've talked about this so much. It's actually incredibly remarkable if you would really uh, look into it. That's why I love the fact we're taking a group to Israel uh, next uh, February, and you're saying, is it safe? Israel's already mostly vaccinated uh, as a nation, incredible, but by then, definitely, because you can see those places, and it's transformational in your faith. See, we, we trust in a God who really shows up and who will really show up in your life. And it's not a God who's out to get you, but a God who wants to help you grow, to connect you in life-giving relationships. Maybe you've been in life-taking relationships. You don't have to live that way anymore. I don't know what it is for you, it's, but it says in James 1.22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. So, so what would that look like for you? I'm not sure what your uh, next step could be, uh, maybe for you, maybe you're online, you're uh, our big online camp. I'm so thankful for you that you're part of the church family. 
But maybe you've never let us know who you are. You need to sign an online connection card. Just so we can pray. We're not going to spam you. See, we believe that one of our duties is to encourage and to care and to teach. Maybe for you, uh, your next right step is there's someone who's hurt you, and you know what the Bible says about forgiveness. And you've been hurt so bad, and I, I don't want to judge the reason why, but I do know there's a command that we forgive as the Lord forgave us. Maybe, and not just forgive, maybe you would actually write them a, 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 a note, an email, a text, maybe a conversation that would happen. Maybe for you it's just, hey, I've come and I'm starting to, man, I've just felt so disconnected and, and your next right step, just coming back next week. Physically, online, you say, I'm gonna start to grow again, I'm gonna start to connect again. Maybe you heard about the orphanage in Haiti and you say, you know, when it comes to investing financially in a ministry, I'm sort of off and on. Maybe you say, no, I'm going to get in the habit. I'm going to do that. I'm going to sign up for reoccurring giving. I want to be part of the miracles that God is doing. There's so many things. I don't know what it is for you, but I know it's something and you do too. And my prayer is that you will not just leave with good intention, but you'll say, Jesus, you've given so much to me. And so I give my life in response as an offering to you. In fact, what I want to do right now, and, and you'll join me no matter where you're watching me, uh, can we pray together? Lord Jesus, I thank you for each and every person here. I thank you that by the power of your Holy Spirit, we are, we are connected together no matter where we're seated. Lord, I pray that, that we would Take those steps, God, that we would not let other people make decisions for us. God, that we would give you our primary loyalty. And it's not out of obligation, it's out of response for what you've given us. And maybe you're here today and, and you say, Ben, I don't know Jesus the way you talk about him, but I would like to. And you know that that can change in this moment. I'm going to invite you into to a prayer. And just tell God, you say silently, not out loud. Just pray something like this. Just say, Jesus, I invite you into my life. I invite you to be the, the leader of my life, the forgiver of my sins. I know, I know that I've not always done what I'm supposed to. And I need that forgiveness. And I choose today to say yes to you. Lord, I thank you for my friends who are taking that step. God, I thank you for the transaction that's taken place where we give you our sin and our failure and you give us your amazing grace. Lord, we love you and we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message podcast. If you would like to watch the video version of this, visit our online campus at online.timberlakechurch.com which is also live Saturday evenings at 5.30 and Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9.45, and 11.15 Pacific Time. And don't forget to check out our app for a one-stop solution to all things Timberlake. Thanks again, and we hope to see you this weekend.